We lie. As humans, we all lie. And if you say you don't lie, you're fucking lying. Okay? I lied, I lied earlier for no reason. Somebody asked if I was hungry and I said no, but I was really hungry, but I didn't want them to buy me anything. I, I don't know. I don't know. Why, why do people lie? Does it feel better? Do you, does it make you feel better by yourself to say you're only five minutes away? When, when you know for a fact you're 28 minutes away? Or, 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 oh, no, no, bro. Let, um, let's do it tomorrow. You not you you don't want to fucking do it tomorrow. You don't even want to fucking do it today. What what the fuck? Or my personal favorite? Yo, that was my idea. It's never no one's idea. You heard somebody else fucking say it, okay? Stop fucking lying and just just admit where you where 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 oh uh uh huh. Or where somebody's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know damn well you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So why? Why lie? Well, I'm not a psychologist. But what I can do is to teach you how to lie better. So I've come up with eight tips, eight, eight do's and don'ts of what to do and what not to do. Do maintain a base Statement. Stay. Keep it. Yo, I'm five minutes away, bro. 15 minutes away. Bro, bro, it's only five minutes. All right, just chill. But you got to be chill too, okay? So when you're, when you're speaking, don't swallow hard. Do not touch your face. Don't swallow hard. Do not touch your face. That That's a dead giveaway that you aren't comfortable in what you're saying. Keep the breaths normal. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Chill. Breathe good. When you are laying it on thick, make sure you lean in. Make sure you get close. You know what I'm saying? Bring down the tone of volume. Be like, yo, bro. I'm five minutes away. I'm sorry, my phone died. And whatever you do, Never admit to lying. With that being said, guys, I got caught in the most I was going to say crazy, but it was the most stupidest lie I've ever told. I am horribly afraid of bees and wasps. Horribly. I think it's a phobia. I didn't know this. I lived in Florida my whole life, and I didn't know this until recently, that I have a phobia of things. And since I'm a grown-ass man, and I figured this out like probably like four or five years ago, I was going around telling people that I am allergic to bees. And wasps. I'm not. I have to now admit this because me and my fiance, my future wife, I'm such a lovely woman. We were shopping and you know, I did that thing 
where you carry 97 bags at once. Because I didn't want to go back downstairs and I was tired. So I wrap all the, all the bags around my wrists and I look cool and strong. So as I'm walking, I hear... I shit my pants, guys. Oh, my fucking God. It was right next to my ear. I felt it, like, tickle my neck. Ah! I felt it tickle my neck. I dropped all the bags. I fucking smashed the eggs. The, 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 the milk started leaking. Yogurt. Ah, it was terrible. So, I drop it all. And in the midst of my swatting, I fucking get stung. I'm like, oh, I got stung. Ah! Mind you, I've been saying for the last couple years that I, I'm allergic to bees and wasps. And if I get stung, I'll die. So only, only to not look like, you know, pussycat in front of my friends. <laughs> I didn't want to seem sassy when fucking bee comes out of nowhere. I'm like, Okay, I get stung, and my girl freaks the fuck out, bro. She's like, oh my fucking god, oh my god, you don't have an EpiPen? What the fuck? Get in the car, we gotta take her to the hospital, oh my god. And I'm like, babe, 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 calm down, calm down. She's like, what the fuck, why? You're allergic, I'm like, I'm not allergic to bees. I'm not allergic to bees. I'm just really afraid, and it hurts. Needless to say, I lost some respect that day. It was more the fact that I lied and I wasn't honest about just being a little pussy when it comes to bees. Okay, I'll admit it. I love honey, but those fucking assholes have razors on their ass. And if they don't like you today, they're going to fucking sting you in the face. What? Fuck that shit. I hate those things. Okay. I don't care how cute the movie made them seem. They're a menace to society. They need to stick to their job and pollinate the flowers. They need to leave me alone. All the time. You hear that, bees? Stick to your fucking job and stop lollygagging. Stick to your job. Don't lollygag. You're fucking making wasp nests in the corner of my, like, balcony. What the fuck? What the fuck for? What the fuck for? I don't have nothing here for you. I don't even want you here, bees. But I did hear that bees, like, promote creativity. At the same time, I have an irrational fear of bees, which means I have an irrational fear of creativity. Oh my god, that's stupid. But yeah, so that was my day yesterday. I told I had to come clean. You know, I, I should have, I should have just went to the hospital and took the adrenaline shot. I would have been more of a man in my woman's eyes if I would have stuck to the lie. You see what I mean? Don't ever back off the lie. That's my whole 
that's the whole point of this podcast. Is don't fucking lie in the first place. <laughs> because you end up an asshole. You see, I, I am now an asshole. I'm the asshole. N- now she's like, oh, wh- wh- what else were you lying about? Because I believed, I believed you so much, you know. Ugh. You should have never took those acting classes. I didn't take acting classes. I'm kidding. But she's like, huh, that's going to your head. Matthew Nardo DiCaprio, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. That's stupid. But again, so don't, don't do it. Unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way. When I wanna feel sun, break my bones when I wanna feel night. Let another bull and I don't mean rhyming. Cooking up jokes when I wanna feel common. I always reload, never know who's watching. Duck the police, cause I smoke while I'm driving. Never kill the man, cause I swear I'm a shaman. But don't test me, got the bull with the lineup. I said, get lost, man, I wanna be alone. Fuck this shit, man, I'm turning on my phone. All this negativity is fucking up my world. I want to say this is episode four. That was a pretty long intro. I want to double down. I'm, that's my like new thing, like my catchphrase lately. Doubling down. I'm doubling down on everything lately. All right. So no, I wanted to practice stand up. So I I kind of thought about it for a while, and I made up some points. And I, I it's not really a script. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what to call it. But you know, I, I'm gonna continue to do little little improvs in the beginning of whatever um every show not only to increase the length but to be as entertaining as possible that is my ultimate goal and another huge thing i wanted to try to accomplish with my podcast is trying to get better with stand up cuz i i kind of just wanted to add that to my my repertoire i've been going to these open mics and all these showcases and performing my music and all this stuff, but I struggle with crowd control. And the only thing I know that I'm good at is putting a little smirk on people's faces sometimes. So I'm, I want to get better at that. You know what I'm saying? So I want to incorporate the stand up element and my live, per- like music performance to try to captivate the audience as much as possible. And that is one of the things that I'm using. Dragonland, my new podcast, episode four. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. So that's one. That's one thing I wanted to use this platform for. Um, again, yeah, to work on stand up and a lot of other things. So there is a segment I wanted to continue that I started last uh, episode, and it is reading up some headlines. All right, because there is some crazy ass shit going on in this world. And if I 
can do a little bit to, I guess, distract you or shed some some light on things that happen. They could be serious. They couldn't be. But I, the whole point of me trying to read these headlines is to find good things that are happening in the world, one, and hopefully clear up some things that I possibly have information on that other people don't just based on my perception and my experiences, you know, that, that, that's really it. That when it comes to making, when it comes to this segment, the headlines section, sectionado, whatever you want to call it. So that being said, I'm going to take a sip. And I want to read an article. Okay, so yesterday, or the day before, episode three, I talked about a baby rhinoceros being born in the Kansas City Zoo. A baby black rhino. Fun fact. The eastern black rhino is found in Tanzania, Kenya, and South Africa. I think I think that's what I said. I don't fucking remember. But I'm going to keep that in the back of my head forever. Today, we're reading about a baby hippo born in the Cincinnati Zoo. It's a fucking baby hippo born in the Cincinnati Zoo. Fiona gets a sibling. That's the fucking headline. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. They're so weird looking. Okay. So, imagine... Everybody knows what a hippo is, but I'm going to say what this, this picture... This picture looks like your grandma's couch... Like that old leather couch that was gray, but was sat on so many times. It's like a, a, like a series of other colors and it's like been left out on the porch for a really long time. That's what baby hippo skin looks like, but their faces look like tiny little cows. So, I mean, imagine a couch cow, a leather couch cow. That's, that's what I'm looking at right now. And they're fucking beautiful. So, uh, this new calf weighs at least twice as much as Fiona did. Fiona is the older sister. Okay. The staff at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden discovered the calf's mother, 23-year-old Bibby, was pregnant around April Fool's Day. Damn. So they have a pretty short, like, pregnancy time. Oh, it came to a surprise because Bibby was actually on birth control. Huh. Bibby and the baby not named yet. I mean, she was just born today. But they should definitely name her. If this one's Bibby, then the other one should be called Bobbity, even though it's not Bibbity, but Bibby and Bobbity. That sounds awesome. Whatever. Um, they will spend the next two weeks bonding uh, like in their own secluded area. Holy shit. So a female will take their newborn away from like the like the, like fake surrounding thing. They're gonna move her to like this like enclosure because Bibby is showing signs of things that she wants to do naturally, and naturally she wants to be alone with her baby. Bibby you go, girl. You seem like a dope mom because 
Apparently, when your first baby was born, Fiona, the zoo saw the most attendees they have seen. That's dope. Going to Cincinnati. Unless weed's not recreational. Because I don't want to go there if it's not. I I don't want to go anywhere if it's not. Like I said last time. So, I still have to research what places. Marijuana. Sponsor of this podcast. Oh my God. Speaking of marijuana. Former NBA player Iman Shumter was arrested at Dallas Fort Worth International Airport last week for allegedly trying to bring six ounces of cannabis through security. Why the fuck do people keep trying to do this? I don't get it. It's not federally legal. Stop that shit. What the, what is going on? People want to act, yeah, one day it will be, but right now it's not. So to avoid getting arrested, don't fucking bring six ounces of marijuana on a fucking airplane. That is advice with Dragon Baby. (laughs) Because I I guess it's something that needs to be said, because what the fuck? Uh, So the police report... Shumter told officers that the bag contained marijuana. He he told on himself because he already knew. So the the the, the, the TSA was like, "Yo, we found we found pot." He was like, "It's mine." I, it, it was literally that fast. Like, dude, f- fucking lie a little. Just just lie. You're already gonna go to jail. You you thought you can get away with sneaking fucking six ounces of, of pot somewhere. So. You thought you were going to get away. At least fucking lie a little bit. It's not mine. I've never seen... I don't smoke weed. I've never been there before. I've never seen that part of the airplane even. Like, give it something. No, no, bro. Bro gave it. Bro gave it all. The TSA found it. It was mine. I give up. You caught me, bro. I guess that saying... That always goes unheard, but it's super true. Good criminals never get caught, or it takes a lot for them to fucking get caught. So I guess, I don't know, you can debate me all you want, but he committed a crime. So, moving on, SpaceX, SpaceX debris crashes onto sheep farm in Australia. Elon Musk, what the fuck is going on, bro? What's going on, man? Uh, why is it that your debris upon re-entering the atmosphere is it burning up? Why is it crash landing on Earth? On our sheep farms, bro. Elon Musk is trying to kill us. Dumping your space debris on sheep farms. This isn't an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Elon Musk. Control your debris that's re-entering our atmosphere. Because what the fuck? And I could have landed on some actual sheep. God forbid a human. It is 93 degrees right now in Orlando, people. It's the fucking... 
It's like 4 p.m. It should be cooling down, but no, it's the hottest part of the day. It felt like it was at least 100 degrees on top of the, like, with the fucking humidity outside. All right. Look at that. Visibility, 10 miles. So hot, you can't even see in front of your face. Your fucking nose melted off your face today. If you're outside for longer than 10 minutes, you know for a fact you have no eyebrows left. They are singed. You smell like burnt hair. And it's not even your fault. It is what the fuck is happening to the world. This is the last thing we need. Speaking of the heat, dehydrated calf. This made it into the news. A dehydrated calf. Our cattle are dying. This isn't funny. Because I, I, I don't really, I don't watch the news that much anymore. So we're doing this together, people, because watching the news gives me fucking anxiety. All right. Because look, 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 look at this. Look at this. Brittany Griner is sentenced to nine years in Russian prison. I knew that was coming when they were, when Russia was like, yeah, we'll trade you your basketball player. If you give us back our biggest arms dealing terrorists, we're like, no, the fuck out of here. I I mean, I, so uh, the guilty verdict was virtually preordained because like, like I said, they, their requests for prisoner exchange was literally impossible. They made it wasn't even it wasn't even fair. Like so, it it, it leaves Miss Griner's fate subject to a diplomatic negotiation between Russia and United States. See, the countries have been discussing the possibility of prisoner exchange that would bring Miss Griner home from Russia, but unfortunately. Moscow has said that no prisoner exchange would be possible after the verdict. So I was even wrong. So that's not, that's not even really on the table anymore. So the United States wants to maintain that Miss, Miss Griner should not have been detained and that she is being held by Russia as a bargaining chip. I don't agree with that. She fucking, she knew, she said it was an accident. She said it was an accident, so I, I, I should play devil's advocate, but I can't. How the fuck do you accidentally pack a cartridge and you know you're going to a place where it's fucking illegal? You should you should be more careful, I, uh, one, but I don't think it was an accident, too. And that's exactly what the Moscow you know, lawyers are saying. So, But we want to... Elaborate that they, that she's being used as a bargaining chip. I I I do not agree. When it, she committed a crime, it just sucks that the timing is now. You know what I'm saying? The timing is now, and I will be. I, I will admit that Moscow is jumping. You know, at, at every chance to throw the the maximum they can at her due to their laws. But again, that that is that's what we would have done too. And no one can fucking say less. I mean, it sucks that she is caught in the middle because I know if I was in her shoes, I would be like, yo, fucking just trade the terrorists, please. I don't want to be in Russian prison. But at the same time, I would 
to fucking understand the what's going on in this world and that I just got myself caught in the middle of it. Unfortunately. And we're moving on from that one. Even though that one's pretty cool. Whoa, let's see. Uh-huh. Let's, yeah, I'm I'm gonna dive into these political ones. Fuck it. This one's political today. I don't care. I like being political. It's time. I I resisted enough. This is episode four. My girl is actually pretty proud of me that I haven't gotten political on my podcast yet. But I'm gonna get a little bit po- a little bit political because this one's pretty cool. This one's pretty cool. I have been following this story from the very beginning. I need to get less excited because this is a tragedy. I need to chill the fuck out because the January sixth committee. And federal investigators have asked for Alex Jones's phone records. <laughs> Why? What did Alex Jones have to do? I need to, I need to follow more Alex Jones. I used to follow a lot of Alex Jones when I was younger. That is why I probably am crazy, but that is why I also, one, he taught his viewers for a long time how to see through bullshit. So when he started trying to bullshit us, as you can see what, what happened. I, I stopped, well, I stopped watching once it, it, I, I started realizing he just became a fucking Donald Trump talking head. Again, I give credit where credit is due. I will say there are good things that Trump has done, but fuck, fuck all that because there are more shitty things that he has done as well. And his bad outweighs the good at this point. And I, I don't support it. So, but again, so the attorney representing two Sandy Hook parents in the Alex Jones defamation case said Thursday that numerous federal and state investigators, including the House panel investigating the January 6th, 2021 insurrection, has asked Alex to hand over his text records. Oh, here, here, here you go. They're trying to say that Jones was a central player in January 6th. He was at the rally before the riot, though he did not storm the Capitol. The InfoWars founder, the InfoWars founder testified virtually before the January 6th committee earlier this year, but he said he was re- repeatedly asserting his Fifth Amendment rights to remain silent during the interview. And he, as he fucking should, because the January 6th insurrection was a shit show. Oh my God. I still don't know what they were trying to achieve. It, 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 if you ask, if you ask them, they all say something different. It, it really makes no sense. I, I, I know, but it, they stole the election. Okay. No, you lost. Get over it, brother. Try again next time. The fuck? Them fucking. They said some terrible, some horrifying things that if it were to happen, we would probably resemble Italy after World War II. That's all I'm going to say. You do your homework. And I don't think we, we don't, we have not gotten there as a fucking society to allow 
little tiny factions fucking d- 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 dictate what we need to fucking think and say and who needs to be president. Fuck you. The majority said, the majority spoke. Get over it. That's what democracy is. And this is where I get, pr- <laughs> this is where I get pretty crazy. This is where I go into conspiracy theory levels of thinking because this is kind of something I, I, I want to I wanna acknowledge. All right. So China begins live, uh, China begins live fire military drills around Taiwan. Live fire military drills about around Taiwan. I am eventually going to have someone who's in the military on my podcast. His name is Felix. He goes by Rico on Instagram. He's pretty dope. He is going to help us understand geopolitics because I like to study a lot of geopolitics. So I kind of want him to, to go over that a little bit with us. But he also really wants to get into, you know, elevating yourself, being the best person you can. He's super fucking motivation. Like he's can, Again, he's in the military and he's good at what he does. So I, I really cannot wait to have him on and I can't wait to hear his unique perspective on a lot of cool things. So I just want, with that being said, um, let's read this article by Rada. I don't, I'm not going to fucking try to say it. Whatever. Let's read this article by Matt Dragon, baby. China. China's People Liberation Army launched 11 ballistic missiles into the water of the northern, southern, and eastern Taiwan in several waves at 1.56 p.m. So the Taiwanese Defense Ministry said it was the first time China has fired missiles into the waters around Taiwan since 1996. That is 26 years ago. Okay, so 26 years ago was a was the first and last time they've ever done that. So why are they doing that today, you ask? Well, our glorious speaker, Nancy Pelosi, graced the island of Taiwan with her presence today. And China saw issue to that. Okay, uh, the ministry has condemned China for their irrational actions. Okay, under... Following our speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi, is this. Okay. China is shooting rockets at the place where our speaker of the house is or was or is going to be. That is cause for alarm. Okay. China is effectively becoming one of the most I guess, likely candidates of becoming the next world power. They want to make their moves. Okay. So a couple years back, Russia and China have agreed on a new currency that is backed by actual minerals. Okay. That by, by, that are backed by actual things that are with actual value, such as gold, silver, copper, blah, blah, blah. Okay. They did that. They did that years ago. So if you're not going to sit here and tell me that Russia and China do not have an alliance and China isn't making its 
military strategic moves right now by their attacks. I I, I want to call them attacks again. I don't want to fucking fear monger because I wanted it to be a positive light. But at the end of the day, this is happening. I think we need to pay more attention to these things that are happening every day in the Ukraine and in Taiwan because these are going to be the catalysts of World War III. If our geopolitical leaders get a handle on what the fuck's happening. And right now, there are moves to World War III. And that is fucking horrifying. And not the point of living. I hate that shit. I don't like wars. Some, so much is so much, so much is unjust. So many things in wars just seem so in vain and radical. I, I, no one likes death. No one likes dying, but At what point does it seem... Well, at what point is killing necessary and what point is it not? That shit is fucking deep. And I hate... I hate that these... This is actual questions that we're going to have to ask ourselves because, again, I don't want to be a conspiracy. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but due to the, the events that are happening in Taiwan and in Ukraine, it is very likely we could enter a world war scenario. Scenario. And when that happens, I don't want to be negative, Nancy, but I think of these possibilities. And I know for a fact, you know, deployment, uh, the draft, the National Guard showing up to your door, like, hey, 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 come here. And, you know, they, they throw a punch at you. And if you, if you flinch or if you can dodge good, depending, all right, you can go get an AR, but you fucking go sit this one out, buddy. Go make some cloth. But, or, has anybody, has anybody seen Red Dawn? Watch that movie. That movie's amazing. Let's do a little synopsis about Red Dawn. A little, a little, a little spark notes of, of Red Dawn. That movie's so good. Both of them. I'm going to say both of them are so good. People don't like the, the, the remake, but if you are a span, if you, if you are a, a fan of, um, Josh Peck, yeah, he's in that bitch, and that shit is dope. So let's go over Red Dawn. Red Dawn, uh, it is a nineteen, it is a nineteen eighty four American action film directed by John Willis, with a screenplay by Kevin Reynolds. Uh, dope. It stars Patrick. Squ- oh, this this lineup is so dope. I always forget. Ah, so this it stars Patrick Squazy, Charlie Sheen. C. Thomas Howell, Lee Thompson, Jennifer Gray, Ben Johnson, Harry Dean Strand, or Stat Stanton. I really don't know who he's from. Where is he from? So, uh, uh, so apparently Harry Dean Stanton was an American actor. Exactly. He did stuff. I. He was in Godfather Part Two. He was an alien. I don't know any of these fucking things he was in. But, but this one, um, William Smith, not to be confused with Will Smith. This is William Elmit Smith. He was in Red Dawn. Ron O'Neill and Powers Booth. So it was the 
first film to be released in the U.S. with a PG-13 rating. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Red Dawn, 1984. First film in the United States to be with a PG-13 rating. Uh-huh. That is cool. So uh, the film depicts a United States that is invaded by the Soviet Union and its Cuban allies. However, the onset of World War III is in the background and not fully elaborated. That is true. The story actually follows a group of high school students who resist the occupation with guerrilla warfare, naming themselves the Wolverines after their high school mascot. That shit's dope. That movie's really fucking good. Again, Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen. Ah, so good. Uh, Despite mixed reviews from critics, the film became commercial success, grossing $38 million against the budget of $17 million. That is fucking awesome. So let's get into the plot. Uh-huh. Let's get into the plot. In an alternate 1980s, the United States is strategically isolated after NATO is disbanded. At the same time, the Soviet Union and its Warsaw Pact allies aggressively expand. In addition, the Ukraine's wheat harvest fails and the socialist coup d'etat occurs in Mexico. Bro, me and my dad were fucking talking about that because in the Ukraine, that is like the wheat basket of the world. They can't give out wheat. So in the, in the coming short, short time, there will be a huge food crisis that goes on and you're hearing it now, Dragon Lamp, baby. There will be a food crisis, and it's gonna fucking suck. So that 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 is crazy. And I was telling my dad, bro, because if World War Three happens, you know Mexico's getting taken over by the cartel. That's what I was telling my dad, and he was like, "Yo, that sounds so legit." And that is the fucking plot of Red Dawn. That's probably where I got all this from. No, but again, in September, in the town of Colmet, Colorado, uh, Colmet, Colorado, a Local high school teacher pauses upon a Soviet troop parachuting from a fucking aircraft. Could you imagine? You look out the window and there's a fucking military guy parachuting from your your third floor balcony. As he as the teacher walks outside to question them, they open fire and lay his ass out. The students flee amidst heavy gunfire. Ah, you have to watch this movie so good. All right. Um, so Jed, who was dropped off by his brother Matt at the high school, returns to pick him up, and several of his friends narrowly escape the chaos. All right. Cuban and Nicaraguan and Soviet troops begin to impose order and hastily occupy. <sighs> that is what I'm trying to say. That is very much the reality of what could happen here if we do not I don't know because again what the what's happening in Taiwan and what's happening in the Ukraine are perfect catalysts to WWIII And that sucks. So, um, I don't want to spoil the movie. You have to watch Red Dawn. It is fucking dope. That movie is one of my favorite movies. You should watch 
1984 version, and you should watch the remake as well. The remake was actually remade in 2012. <laughs> the cast for the remake is Chris Hemsworth, Josh Peck, Josh Hutcherson, Isabel Lucas, and so many great, great actors. Again, I love that movie, Red Dawn. So, I want a little bit more. I saw some really cool shit on an amazing video game, and I want to get there. I can get there. I need a Jamie. So send in your applications if you want to audition to be someone who Googles cool things for me and just laughs at my jokes every time I film a podcast. That'll be cool. So again, yeah, uh, you could, I, I'm serious. This, this is, this, <laughs> this isn't a joke. Seriously, DM me if you want to audition. If you want to, I don't know, show me how good you are Googling awesome things and how much you can simp my jokes. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. I want somebody who is constantly here. I'm going to eventually have guests on. I'm going to have my first guest on next week. His name is David Samson. He's an R&B singer out of Orlando, Florida. He does a lot, lot more, and I can't wait because this guy is so chill, so fucking chill. And I can't fucking find it. I wanted to talk about video. I fucking cannot. So fuck the video game. Let's talk about this cool shit. This is why. This is probably most. This is probably the most underrated anime. And if you don't like anime because you think you're too cool, you, sh- you need to watch this one specifically. This one's specifically for you. Because this one's called Afro Samurai. All right. It is based off a Japanese ninja named Yasuke. Fun fact. Yasuke was going to be my rap name before Matt Dragon. But it is taken by somebody who's actually better than me. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. You definitely check, check him out. But no, check out the anime Afro Samurai. Okay, so it starts off as in a regular series in Now Now How Donishiji. All right, back in 1908. I guess that's a place in Japan. I don't, I don't know. So this tale is of a wandering samurai. Okay, Afro Samurai. This is like Black Samurai. Yasuke. There is, there is an anime called Yasuke on Netflix. Actually, I've never seen it. I need to check that out. Okay, no, no, I got something better. So Yasuke was a man of African origins who served as a retainer and weapons bearer to the Japanese Daimo Ode Nadubon Anaga in 1979. Yasuke arrived in Japan in the service of the Italy Jesuit missionaries, Alessandro Vallejo. Oh my God, these names. 
All right, so he he was part of a mission of of a, of a mission of a missionary faction, I guess, from Italy. And when he made it to Japan, he was like, "Yo, I'm six foot." Because that's what he's saying. He's six foot. I can fuck up all you niggas here. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty dope. So there is actually a huge history of Africans in Japan. So it's not super far fetched because if you even listen to a little bit of my music, you would know that I use a lot of Japanese inspired instruments, a lot of anime quotes. Anime is probably one of the biggest influences on my life. And one of the, one of my favorite animes is Afro Samurai inspired by the real Afro Samurai, Yasuke. It's pretty dope. Watch that bitch. Super underrated. A lot of people don't know about it. A lot of people do. And if you haven't watched it in a while, fucking rewatch it. Cause I'm gonna rewatch it. And then I'm gonna watch Yasuke on Netflix. And I wanna talk about that a little bit. Next time on Dragon Land. So that was episode four. This one's super long. This one's super cool. I had a great, great time. We got political. We went over headlines. You heard at the beginning. I did a little bit of stand up. I hope I, I am kind of figuring out the recipe here that I, I, I like to follow. I want, it might have been a little drawn out, but there, there was a lot of things that I wanted to talk about that I, I really did see in the news. And these are all things I really did want to talk about. You know, it took me a little bit to find them because I'm a little, I get, I have ADD, so I'm a little or, unorganized sometimes, people. But again, I thank you for letting me get inside your mind, letting me take part of your day. This is Dragon. Mad Dragon baby Don't forget to hit The little bell button On the little Spotify button Or or just follow me anywhere Anywhere you're listening to this podcast Follow me I am going to stay consistent with Every two days Dropping a podcast Again Mad Dragon baby Peace